Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. But there are a lot of balls that are hitting us, and I thought that DeBeer and Lupo were outstanding to start the match. Another perfect pass. Looper's out of the play. That's a good selection by Glock. What an angle. Oh my gosh. Sis sizzling the pits. <laughs> gets blocked, and Merrick Peterson still gets a swing off. Look at the tip, reach back, a block and cover, everyone getting low, and then Merritt Beeson getting her feet to that ball to crush it down the line. Merritt Beeson, there's no place like Nebraska. 21 straight NCAA tournament wins for the Cornhuskers. As a hitter, it's hard to get blocked, especially after hitting errors and then going for it and just getting stuffed. I mean, it's huge for momentum on our side, and then it just kills your confidence as a hitter. So I think we did a really good job today adjusting, and we had really disciplined blocking, which we really worked on this week at practice. Good morning. Welcome in to Hurt At Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Ravi Lula. I've got Andrew Rogers here with me. Hey, man. We are live from Hurt At Sports Bar and Grill on the H&H Chevrolet stage. And we're trying to get your weekend started off right here on a Friday show. You heard those clips all from the Sweet 16 volleyball matches. Nebraska advances to the Elite Eight with a straight set sweep to over no one's Georgia surprised. Tech. No, they were Dominant. Um, <laughs> Anytime this team plays <laughs> in Lincoln, yeah, they're winning. Yeah, that's uh, that was a. They feed off energy mm-hmm. like a wild dog. That was a dismantling of Georgia Tech, and at this point, I mean, we're down to what? At that point, the 16 best teams in the country, and it looked like they were playing just a regular old non-con game uh, at the beginning of the season. That was. An incredibly impressive victory. Um, that from I mean, honestly, from start to finish, it seemed like they maybe played with their food a little bit at the very end of the third set. But no surprise, they win in straight sets and uh, advance to the Elite Eight against Arkansas. That's coming up on 
excuse me, tomorrow, 5 p.m. That will be in Lincoln as well with a trip to the Final Four on the line. Uh, before we get too far, the other local team that was still in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament, Creighton, unfortunately fell in a five-set thriller with Louisville. Uh, they fell behind 1-0, and they came back and won a set. They fell behind 2-1, they came back and won a set. Weren't able to get it done in the fifth set. And that fifth set just kind of got away from them. It really did. It really did. And it was unfortunate because, you know, there were times, like in the, the second set, uh, I, I believe Creighton won 20, or, uh, 25-14. They dominated that set. It wasn't even as close as 25-14. Um, so they had stretches where they clearly were the better team, but Louisville had the uh, had the better, I guess, morning. I was going to say evening, where they played the thing at 11 a.m. Just because it was at the end of our workday doesn't make it the evening. <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a thriller. It was a back-and-forth match. Um, and unfortunately, the Creighton Blue Jays fell up, uh, fell short there. But a uh, great fight, a great fight, and I mean a great season. I mean they were, I think twenty nine and five finished the year. Their first Sweet Sixteen since twenty sixteen. Um, Coach Booth does an incredible job with that program uh, and with that team. Certainly nothing to be ashamed of there. Uh, although I'm sure they would have liked to see. Uh, themselves advance and and make a final four which i i do think was on the table for them i don't know that there was a huge gap between them and the teams that'll make the final four except for nebraska because it feels like there's a huge gap between nebraska and everybody um but an incredible season for the creighton uh volleyball team a season an incredible season for nebraska as well that continues as i said tomorrow at 5 p.m so um, I'm sure you'll be able to watch that here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. As sure I know will. you guys watched the matches as a team over here yesterday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I was, I was uh, enjoying some good company with the Herdat Sports team watching the Seemed like the, there was some pizza match. involved. I, saw, I think I saw some pizza. There was some pizza. I didn't have any pizza. I chose to take the, the healthy route. I had the Herdat wrap. Okay. And then I paired it with mac and cheese, so maybe it wasn't the healthiest of I routes. mean, life's about balance, you know? You know what I see? <laughs> I, I I found my way um, to, to to the health like the primary meal was healthy, yeah, sure, yeah. and then I mixed in you know a little bit of fun. It's hard um, to, it's hard to say no to mac and cheese, yeah, but I didn't have a soda, so there was a there was a um, all right, so maybe some progress there for at least somebody like me and you. <laughs> um, I will never yeah. give up my soda. There's not in a million years. Yeah, I watched Creighton here, and then I watched Nebraska uh, at home, but um, you know, just two super talented groups. Um, for Creighton, you know, Nora Sis is just unbelievable. So good. She is unbelievable. Um, and then Nebraska just has weapons all over the court. They're, they're we, overwhelming. Like, we like they're knew that. Like, we, we know that. We see that. But are we really appreciating it? <laughs> like, they are everywhere high-flying, and even when there is a play that is just impossible to get, they are diving on the floor. I mean, there was a moment where Lexi Rodriguez and Harper Murray mm-hmm. dove into the stands, like, like toward the stands off the back line, when they weren't getting that ball. Mm-hmm. It, it, was a, it was a kill attempt by Georgia Tech, took a weird kind of like hop off the front row's hands, and it was like a rainbow mm-hmm. arch into the stands. Both, both women are diving on the floor. Mm-hmm. To get, or to at least try sure, yeah. and get that ball. 
I mean, that's just the effort, the max effort that you see from this group in and out, and it's every single point. Well, it's one of those things that we talk about with, with the, the process developing good habits, right? Like, their process is we go after every ball. We go after every single ball because they believe, and they're right, they have the talent to get to anything, right? If they give full effort, they can basically do anything. Um, and that's what Coach Cook has instilled in them. That's what the team has, um, has really made their identity. And aside, because there's a lot of really talented teams, right? Now, Nebraska might be more talented than, than all of them. But when you're more talented and you work that hard mm-hmm. and you do the right things in terms of your process, that's when you become this type of juggernaut, even with your – I mean, this entire team is coming back next year, man. Like – and we talked with Mitch yesterday. You're going to add in a top 20 recruit in Caroline Jurovicious. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be even more talented than you are this year. That's the crazy thing about this. Um, I did want to shout out just a couple other <clears> – <throat> you mentioned Norris Sis. Uh, a couple other Creighton volleyball players that played incredible, not just la- uh, yesterday, but during the uh, entire season. Ava Martin and Kendra Waite specifically. Yes. Kendra Waite, uh, just in. Incredible uh, and had 44 assists yesterday. Norris had 22 kills. Um, Ava Martin just incredibly solid all over the place. Couple aces yesterday for Ava Martin. So wanted to make sure um, some of those other uh, women got their due as well. But uh, as far as Nebraska is concerned, yeah, I just I don't know. And listen, I get that it's sports. Weird things can happen. I don't know how on if Nebraska is playing even a B-plus game, I don't know how anyone beats them. Uh, Not until you get to the Final Four, maybe even the Final, because you'll likely see Wisconsin in the Final, and that one's going to be the The, test. Nebraska has to play their A game to beat to beat Wisconsin. And, they and, do. and, you know, frankly, back in Lincoln, I don't know if they played their A game against Wisconsin. Uh, they, they found a way to come back yeah, I don't against think, Wisconsin. I don't think they did. I think, the, I think Wisconsin, there's a, if there's one team that messes with Nebraska mentally at all, I think it's Wisconsin. Like, I think there's a mental hurdle there yeah, there's as much. A, there's some sort of psyche there that yeah. Nebraska has to And I think it helped that earlier in the year advance. that they did beat them, right? Because that, I think, eliminates some of that. But you have to imagine you're looking at a a rematch um, with Wisconsin down the line here, and that's going to be the test. That's the the measuring stick at this Mm -hmm. point to say, hey, this team, not just for the Big Ten, right, but this is kind of the measuring stick of nationally who you're chasing. Is it Nebraska? Is it Wisconsin? That, I think, is going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, you know, and, and I'm not going to pretend to be a volleyball expert, but you can just see as you're watching these matches, right, just the, the incredible athleticism of Nebraska, which I do think is greater than we see on some of these other teams. You know, you're watching that, that Louisville-Creighton game, mm-hmm. and the athleticism from Nebraska, it, it jumps out to you in a way that it – not to say that those uh, women aren't great athletes because they are, but there's it, it's kind of like watching. This is too dramatic, but it's like watching Michigan versus watching like Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like Michigan's a super good football team, right? Mm-hmm. Alabama athletically jumps off the page in a different way. That's kind of how I would describe Nebraska versus kind of the field at this point. 
outside of maybe Wisconsin. Yeah, but they could always compete against one another. Yes, yeah. But like, that doesn't one, mean Michigan's going to— One team is eye-popping. Yeah, that doesn't mean Michigan's going to lose to Alabama because I, I think they could win. I think Alabama's flawed in certain ways, and, and that actually I think is going to be a good game. But it's just a, it's watching it, it looks mm-hmm. different. And, again, you, you, we mentioned how young this Nebraska team is. Just wait. If they're this, if they're this uh, pop off the page for you now, Ravi, I know. just wait. Until next year. Yeah. Not ju- I'm, I'm not even going to say, hey, wait two, two years. three years. Yeah. And when they're seniors, like, can't wait no, to see what they look like. Next just year. wait till they look uh, what they look like next year. I mean. Wait till they're more than a year removed from high school. <laughs> they're, they're so skilled. Yeah. Um, and they, they know where to be. Um, figuring out, um, like, how to be like the next Lexi Rodriguez is going to be difficult, I think, or, or finding that next Lexi Rodriguez. So I'd be yeah. curious there. Sure. Um, but as you said, this team is just so incredibly skilled and um, it, it's going to be tough for any NCAA tournament team, Arkansas, Texas, Stanford. Um, I'm just listing them off as I remember them. Pitt, uh, Louisville, uh, and, you know, all these teams that if somehow, some way they meet Nebraska mm-hmm. in the end, it's going to be tough for them to compete against the Huskers. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough for anybody to compete against the Huskers, right? I just that's that's where we're at in terms of uh, of the level of skill that Nebraska has right now. So um, we'll see how <clears throat> excuse me, we will see how. It all plays out, but you can watch Nebraska here at 5 p.m. at Herdat Sports Bar and Grill tomorrow. Uh, want to change gears here a little bit, but I wanted to make sure I started with the uh, in the excellence that we had seen here locally with Nebraska and Creighton. Um, we had a we had some movement in the coaching carousel. That's been pretty quiet. It's been pretty quiet as of late. Um, you know, we talked to our talking guy, a little East Coast action here. Yeah, we were talking to our guy Adam McClintock, and he thought there were more dominoes to fall. We haven't seen many of those yet. We did see one yesterday with Manny Diaz. Mm-hmm. He was the defensive coordinator at Penn State, the number one overall total defense, and he was hired by Duke as their new head coach. Which isn't very shocking after what Duke just put together with Mike Elko. Yeah, they went defense with Mike Elko. It went really well for them. I think they're like, hey, I think we're kind of built to play this way, right? My only hesitation is, well, so I was obviously a – I was rooting for Jamie Chadwell to get that Mm -hmm. job. Uh, I love Jamie Chadwell. Everybody knows this about me. Um and I really want him to get a shot at a big-time opportunity. And maybe they called him. Maybe they didn't. The weird thing about Liberty is they have a ton of money. And I'm not sure everybody realizes that, but they have, like, filthy amounts of money. So they can pay him well. They're a private university. Um, they can provide him with a lot of the things that you get at higher levels. So I wonder how many times he's been called and just said, eh, we're, I'm okay. Maybe because he might just be waiting, right? Mm-hmm. He might be waiting for a job that clearly offers better resources and things like that. And I don't, I don't just mean pay, right? So while I was disappointed, I, uh, you know, I with my guy Jamie Chadwell, um, I, I think that's a factor. If, if he's waiting for that job, 
it will be hard to get that job coming just straight coming out from of liberty. liberty. That's kind of that's and that's where I'm at, right? Like I think you have to look at maybe not like I get that Duke may not have the same although it's not like Duke is in the poor No, house, no, they're, they're yeah, right? they're not like hey, now this I, is one of the teams that's going to be a college football playoff team next year. It's not like you're talking about Colorado who has like real money issues or UCLA that has like real money issues, right? Duke is a place, again, private school, ton of money. The issue with Duke is more we're always going to care more about basketball than we mm-hmm. do football. Now, you can view that as a bad thing. You can also view it as a good thing that maybe there's not quite as much pressure at a place like right. Duke. That might be a nice entrance into Power 5 football. And you've seen guys win there, right? This isn't Duke of 30 years ago where they were basically Kansas State and horrible at the time, right? And you're like, eh, nobody wants to go to Duke. That's, that's scary. This is a Duke team that they were good under David Cutcliffe. They were good under Mike Elko. They're not in a terrible place to take over that program. And the ACC isn't overly competitive. And as, overly we, as we saw, because their undefeated <laughs> champion got left out of the playoff, right? And so uh, UNC matches up in that category very well. But Clemson is – they're going to have a down year next year. Florida State will have probably an up year <laughs> next year. Um, Depends on who they get in at quarterback. Uh, you know, if it ends up being like a Cam Ward, like, yeah, right. I think they're going to be right back where they are yeah, this year. They should be exactly where they they are um now they're going to lose some guys on defense and and they're going to lose keon coleman and and johnny wilson but uh mike norvell has been incredible mm -hmm. in the portal he's been so good at filling needs in the portal and they've also been putting up really good recruiting classes so i I think they'll be okay but in terms of that texas a&m job if we just use that as an example for jamie chadwell's case Mm The only reason Mike Elko got that job is because of his previous connection. Yeah, like, there absolutely. were other names out there yeah. that Texas A&M could have just went, "Hey, Kalen DeBoer, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get you to come here," or Dan Landing, I'm gonna try to get well, you. Well, so it sounds here. it sounds like they struck out on some of those, which is fine. Yeah, yeah and but, but I do think they took some swings. Yeah, it, you can take swings, but uh, there there is bigger. There were bigger name coaches available. Mm-hmm. Than Mike Elko. For sure. Name. Mike For sure. Elko gets goes to that job because mm-hmm. he has previous ties to Texas A&M. That was my wonder, uh, or or so, we'll we'll call it a a, a concern mm-hmm. for for Chadwell's case that if you are at Liberty, how much firepower does Liberty give you mm-hmm. in coaching carousel runs? Well, and that's a fair point because if you look at his. He doesn't really come from a coaching tree that I'm aware of. He is kind of out there on an island. He brought up um, Coastal Carolina. He was, I, I believe he was under, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? The, uh, the TD Ameritrade guy that coached the Omaha Nighthawks. Um, he coached under him, I believe, at, at Coastal Carolina. And that guy didn't have a ton of... Um, didn't have a ton of experience. It's Joe something. <laughs> uh, Montana. Nope. It's going to drive me crazy. Namath. Uh, Moglia. Joe Moglia. Thank you. Thank DiMaggio. you. DiMaggio. Um, so, like, Joe Moglia came from the business world and ended up coaching a, a Division One football team. And so he didn't have a ton of connections to the rest of the coaching world. Jamie Chadwell came up under him. He doesn't have a ton of connections to the rest of the coaching world. So he kind of needs to take a job that allows him to either make some of those connections or doesn't require some of those connections, right? So, you know, I look at some, and I think Duke could have been one of those. Mm-hmm. I don't think Duke is as so high on the Power Five, like, rankings 
so high on that like hierarchy of jobs that you have to have some kind of connection like a Texas A&M, right? Um, you know, Matt Rule didn't have direct connections to Nebraska, right? But he had such long reach throughout college football. You know, you could go down to Texas and be like, hey, what did you guys think about him down here? And they were enamored with him. You could go out to the East Coast and be like, what do you guys think about Matt Rule over here? And they were enamored with him. He had long tentacles throughout the coaching business. I don't know that Jamie Chadwell does. He's probably going to have to take a job that he's not in love with unless he's just okay with being a Liberty forever. Like, that's the other thing that we have to think about is, well, I guess I have to think about because <laughs> yeah. I'm the one trying to get him a better job, is, you know, some guys are just okay with where they're at. Right. He, if he's well compensated, he's, you know, I, I know he's, he's a super religious guy and, like, Liberty's uh, a Christian school. Like, maybe that's just a good fit for him and he likes it there. I, I don't know. Um, but I, on, what it is for me, I want to see his system at a high level because I want to see if it works. I want to see if it works against Power 5 competition. I want to see if it works year in and year out to see. I just like seeing different things work, and he runs about as different of an offense as anybody in Division One football right well, now. Well, Ravi, you know what? You can imagine, and that imagination could become reality this summer when NCAA gets released. Oh, I love it. And you can just probably take Jamie Chadwell off of Liberty, create your own team, use that system, and then, you know what? Just run a sim season <laughs> and see if it works. And if it doesn't, then you don't then have, to, then you don't then have to sweat know. about it anymore. I am. Good. I'm concerned about it. I feel like I should be Jamie Chadwell's agent. But uh, Manny Diaz gets that job in at, at Duke, at yeah. Duke, and um, you know th- he's had previous head coaching experience at Miami. Yeah, and he was, was okay. Wasn't he, super successful, but he wasn't unsuccessful. He was better either. than I remember. Yeah, he, I mean he, he was, made three bowl yeah, games. Pretty level. Um, just a lot of losses for somebody in year three. Year three to go seven and five at a school like yeah. Miami probably isn't what you're looking for, but it also came after the COVID-19 season, and yeah. so um, the battle to get back into recruiting was was pretty difficult at that time. Honestly, what I think happened there as much as anything, and this is sort of what happened to Mike Riley too at here at Nebraska, I think who was available was more of a factor in him getting fired than what he What's had that? actually done. Like Mario Cristobal being available mm-hmm. to them or find they, them finding out like, hey, Mario Cristobal is like interested in this job. He wants to come home to Miami, I think had more to do with Manny Diaz getting fired than the seven and five. Right, I and think, that could be too. I think you can look at it and like they went eight and three in COVID, which was his best year. Uh, but you look at it, everything was weird kind of in that couple year stretch there. And. I think under normal circumstances, without a Mario Cristobal hanging over their heads, they probably don't move on after three years. I wouldn't guess. Uh, well, so it just depends on uh, the pace of, of how that program is moving. Because in the world today, it seems like you get two, three years, and then it's like, all right, did you make it work or did you not make it work? Now, Nebraska seems to be a little <laughs> bit more generous in that category. Well, with some people they are. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that's why when last year we were talking about, about Brett Bielema in Illinois and the successful season that he was able to mm-hmm. put together in year two of that program, mm-hmm. it's like, it has, is that the new standard? Is, is, is year two the standard now instead of year three? Because it used to always be like, no, I'll give him a couple of seasons. If it doesn't work in year 
three, then you got to find somebody new. Maybe it's getting pushed up, though, because expectations get set so much higher. You have NIL money right. in it now, and, and you should be able to, to get the talent that you're looking for with the funding that you, and the resources that you have at certain uni- universities. And that's kind of how I feel at like a school like Miami. Um, the time, the window to be successful there is so small because of the rich history of that program, because of the resources that that program can offer you. And look, Miami's a hot like a school to be um, like to be desired for any college kid uh, to go to the to the lowest part of the state of Florida, basically be on the beach yeah. and uh, you know enjoy your time there. So you should be able to get anybody you want at Miami. So if you are getting um, a, a seven and five season. Uh, in your third season, despite it being a bowl game. Yes, maybe a little bit had to do with Mario Cristobal being on the market, but at the same time, it's like, how much progress did we make? Because we went from eight and three to seven and five, and if I give him one more chance, is it another seven and five season? Yeah, and I, I think, honestly, I think because the eight and three was in there, he would have gotten more time if Mario Cristobal wasn't hanging over his head. That's, I mean, that's just how it seems to me. Uh, Coming up, there was a super weird thing that got leaked yesterday from the NFL world. And, um, yeah, I have thoughts. I don't know who wouldn't have thoughts. (laughs) We'll get to that and more here on Earth Sports Radio.